From Brazil to the world, this is Profit Talks, a podcast produced by Hayek Global College and dedicated to exploring how you can ethically maximize profits. For more episodes, please visit hayekcollege.com slash profit. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. My guest today is Mike Massoud, a specialist in anti-corruption from the American Institute for Anti-Corruption. And Mike is originally from Lebanon and is here to talk to us about corruption today. It's an honor to have you here, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Edson. Actually, I'm from the American Anti-Corruption Institute, and originally I'm a Palestinian, not Lebanese, but right now awesome. I'm in Lebanon. In it's okay. <laughs> so <laughs> you're a Palestinian living in Lebanon right now. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the real story, yeah. Perfect. So tell us, Mike, uh, what is in fact corruption? How would you define that? Corruption, it's, an, is, it's a phenomenon that uh, has been uh, around human being or humankind existed. Um, it exists all over the world and the definition of corruption in uh, the ACI is that it is an abuse of power or perceived power or interested power for private gain and uh, this gain could be monetary or non-monetary and uh, private gain means whether direct or indirect. Okay, so for example, bribery is an example of corruption, bribery. Uh, bid rigging is another example of corruption uh, and uh, many other types of corruption. So, but if you'd like to go, for example, to the Internet, uh, Transparency International, the way they define corruption is very simple. They say abuse of power for private gain. But, you know, at the ACI, we expanded the definition so that it becomes all inclusive a little bit more. And so if I understand correctly, in order for corruption to happen, you need to have some type of power and that power is used for private gains. Is that uh, is that a necessary condition for corruption to happen or is, there, is it more broad? No, correct. The prerequisite to have corruption are two things. One, there must be power irrespective of the source of power. Sometimes the, the, the family provides someone a power to speak on behalf of a family. Mm -hmm. So uh, the board of directors, they have a power because the shareholders elected the board of directors. Uh, if you look at the minister, so if you will go to the law and, and the principal agent relationship, this is where the power comes to the corporate of uh, business. So there must be power, irrespective of the source of the power. And by the way, sometimes a religious power can be abused. So irrespective of the source of power, we must have a power, someone who is interested with this power, and he should abuse it for private gain. Now, let me clarify abuse. What do we mean by abuse? Abuse means using this power for objectives that was not designed for to serve himself, not the mm -hmm. agent who granted him or her this power. So there is usually a reason to have such power 
For example, an elected official or the board of directors are elected to look after the country or look after the company, right? The best interests of the company. And then he uses that power for things that are not related to what he was elected for, which is using it for his own private gains or private gains of someone else, right? For, for, for sure, you know, because by the end of the day, you know, corruption is illegal. So it is a legal concept. Corruption is a legal concept, not a management concept. So corruption, because it's legal, what corruption means in Brazil may not be corruption somewhere else because the laws of Brazil defines corruption in a way that may not necessarily be defined in another country. So it is a legal concept. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And what are the most common types of corruption that you see? Um, the most common types, you know, differs from one country to another country. Uh, for example, money money laundering is a sort of corruption because, generally speaking, if you have corruption, sometimes it triggers money laundering, and if you have money laundering, it triggers corruption. For example, I can give you many. For example, you know, if um, a bank manager accepted a bribe for someone to deposit one million US dollars that is obtained from illegal sources, mm -hmm. I mean, the guy would like to launder money, the, the payment, the bribe is called a bribe, it's called corruption. But you know, the, the gentleman, he was trying to launder money. So in, in this example, corruption and money laundering goes hand by hand, okay? Um, but generally speaking, generally speaking, Corruption takes place in, uh, I mean, uh, in many forms, uh, and uh, they are, it's costly. It's really costly. Um, uh, in in some countries, in some countries, uh, you will find corruption uh, in the healthcare industry. Mm -hmm. In other, I mean, more. In other countries, you'll find it in the financial sector. But in general, in general, I mean, I have a concern about money laundering and financing mm -hmm. tourism. At the level of corporations, for example, you will have bid rigging, you will have billing schemes, you have um, uh, all types of fraud schemes. What is bid rigging? I'm not fully bid familiar with that term. Oh, that's cool. Um, bid rigging, well, it, 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 one of the major one of the major areas in any entity where corruption occurs is the purchasing department. Purchasing department. Purchasing department. Way, yes. Yes. Whether this is whether this and this applies to the both public and private sector. Now, for certain amounts of purchases, okay, the policy of the entity stipulates a process. To, for purchasing, to yes. make sure that, you know, nobody plays with it. And this is where we, the, there is something called bidding process. Uh. Bidding process. Uh -huh. And the, the reason why we have a bidding process, because we would like to have an equal opportunity for all the, 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 the vendors, you know. And at the same time, we would like to have the highest quality at a reasonable price as a, a purchaser or as a buyer. Now. Bid rigging means there is a fraud. There is a fraud at any stage in the bidding process. Usually, paying bribes. For example, I mean, for example, someone bid a bribe to get the specification of the bid before the others. Okay, mm -hmm. others, you know, 
or, uh, or sometimes, you know, usually I, I say this to my students and, and uh, trainees. I say, well, if you'd like to, if you'd like to know if there is a bid rigging or not, just monitor, you know, who wins uh, the bid. Does he come the last one? Because, you know, if you will find someone who coming the last and he wins the bid, it means, you know, he rigged the bid. He bid to because, you know, they might change the prices before submitting the documents yes. and, and so forth. So bid rigging means did the a bribe a, a, paying a bribe throughout the process of bidding so that you know uh, the, uh, win the bribe win the yes. bid. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Okay? Yes. This is at the, at the very basic stuff. I. I, I am fa I'm, I'm familiar with, with that type of corruption now that you mention it because it's very common in Brazil where you would have a, a, a bid for a certain public uh, work. You, know, you would build a, a bridge or something that the, 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 the government needs to, to build and then he's going to hire the construction companies to do it. And we've, we've heard of a couple schemes of corruption that happen with these types of, of bids. So I, I, I now, now that you say I, I'm familiar with, with what's, what the concept is. And um, going to, to here, so you, since you, you have a, a, an international background living in several countries, you know, sometimes we, we have the feeling that uh, li when living in Brazil, that you know, br corruption is, is a Brazilian thing because, you know, People in Brazil are so corrupted. We we're we're unethical in our in our essence as a culture, and that's why corruption happens. But as we can see, corruption is a worldwide problem, right? Uh, we were talking to Burke uh, in in the podcast in the in in, in another episode, uh, Burke Files, and he he also said that corruption is a problem in the United States. And how how do you see this phenomenon? Uh, why why is it that we have corruption widespread in the world is it a a, a human nature thing what, what what why why would you say this happens well uh, again uh, it's you know when when we talked at the beginning about the about the definition of corruption i said there must be power to be abused for a private gain so that we have corruption but by the end of the day i said you know from the beginning it's it's as old as human being, as man, man, mankind. Um, let me tell you something. Um, by the end of the day, by the end of the day, there is something called greed. Okay. Well, it is illegal if you are greedy. Is it? No, you can it's be greedy. No, no. no. You can be greedy, but it is okay. But it is illegal to be an excessive greedy guy where you committed fraud or corruption. Yes. And uh, so, so if you would like to look at it from a different perspective, when people are corrupt because they are not only greedy, excessive greedy sometimes, but guess what? When you and I may, may, but let me give you an example. You know, people like to hear it from me wherever I go. There is a research that had been done by someone. I cannot forget. I, I cannot record his name right now. He said, well, 20% of the people in general, in general, in general, 20% of the people, you know, they are excellent. They are not corrupt. Sorry, 10%, 20%. 
from, from the top. They are excellent. They are not corrupt. They do not make corruption or fraud, whatever the case is. Without any controls, they are fine. And they are the lowest 10%. They are corrupt and they are criminals and that's why we have all these law enforcement chasing them and that's why we have many people in the prison. Mm -hmm. But you know, what, what about the 80% between them? You know what? It depends. In other words, if these rest 80%, if they feel that they can get away with what the ill-gotten acts, they will do it. But if they know they can, that they can be caught, they will not do it at all. Yeah. So this is the reality. And uh, let me tell you something. I'm not, by the way, I'm, uh, just for the listeners, I'm not talking about the psychic issues here. I'm talking about the why do we have corruption? What mm -hmm. are the motivations underlying corruption? Motivations. Motivations, of course. Now, we have fraud triangle. There is something called fraud triangle, where we have opportunity pressure and rationalization. Mm -hmm. They found that, researchers, they found that wherever there's a fraud or corruption, there must be these three elements. Mm -hmm. Opportunity, pressure, and rationalization. In other words, the one who would like to defraud his employer, he must have a weakness in the internal control so that he can get away with the money and leave. Or accept a bribe and dis deliver information. Get away. get away with it. Now, because of the weakness of the internal control, this is an opportunity. But if the internal control structure was very strong, he cannot do it. So we call That's this the first opportunity. Opportunity. opportunity, yes. Pressure. Weak controls gives weak, out opportunity. In general, a weakness in the internal control or a weakness in the internal culture, etc. The pressure is this. The employee was under extreme financial pressure. For example, he's a gambler. He needs money. He would like to meet his wife's demands and he would or he would like to buy a house or he would whatever the case is. So yes. this is extreme. or he is jealous from his colleague. He was not treated fairly by his uh, superiors. This is a pressure. Now, this is a pressure. Now, rationalization is this. Any, any, when someone commits corruption, he started to say, mm, you know, let me give you an example just to clarify uh, rationalization. That I'm a cashier. I have $20,000 in, uh, uh, in the cash, as a bit of cash for the company. I needed a loan. I needed a, to have a, an operation to my kids. It cost me $10,000. I went to my manager. I said, please, give me $10,000. He said, no, sorry, I will not do it. So I went to my office as a cashier, and I started to think, what about the $20,000? I would like to have a loan, just $10,000, and I will repay it back. Of course, they are yeah. not full controls. He took $10,000, he carried out the operation to his son, and then he after one week, you know, to bring the money back. Nobody came to him. He started to think, well, should I bring it back? Well, I've been working here for 20 years. Why shouldn't I bring it back? They did not give me any bonus, you know, over the years. It's my right. It's a, this is called rationalization. By the way, technically, he is justifying his corruption or fraud. So, in each corruption or fraud case, there must be three elements with that constitute the fraud triangle. However, it's not. If you found these three elements exist in your entity, it doesn't mean that there is fraud. 
In other words, if there is a rain, the, the ground will be wet. But if the ground is wet, it, it's not necessarily that it rains. You know, your neighbor might have uh, of course. water. So it is if then in logic, we call it. So basically, basically, I believe I believe that even if you have very strong laws, corruption shall exist because, you know, in Saudi Arabia, for example, if you will kill, they will cut your head by the sword. Still, people kill there. So yeah, you so the, the 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 three the three points there on corruption doesn't include the punishment after corruption is committed, right? Um, so, and then you said that if uh, um, in some countries where they have very harsh measure, measures for stealing or for uh, uh, corruption, like cutting your hand off in some place, and it still happens, um, so it wouldn't be the case that. The, uh, a harsher punishment um, decreases the amount of corruption that happens in a certain place? Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. For, for, I, mean, I mean, this is called criminology. They teach it, by the way, at the universities. Mm -hmm. um, well, make no mistake that the law, when you design any punishment, by the way, you do not design the punishment as part of the law to punish people. The, the whole story is to induce people to change their behavior. Mm -hmm. So, in my opinion, uh, if you would like to prevent corruption, don't create any motivation for people to commit fraud or corruption. For example, for example, um, if there is a prevalence of the rule of law, the likelihood of corruption levels uh, to increase is very low because if you will make any a corrupt act, you know that you will be brought to a court. You are not above the law. But if you know that you are above the law, of course, you know, this is a recipe to make a corrupt or culprit uh, people. Yeah. This is just one example. But again, if you have an ineffective judiciary branch of government, even if you have a rule of law, it doesn't lead to effective prevention of corruption. Yes. So it is It is a collective. We, we at the ASCI, we have 10 principles, by the way, we use to judge the effectiveness of the fight against corruption. And in general, if you'd like, I can list the 10 principles to you and you can judge by yourself whether the case applies to Brazil. For example, if you apply these 10, princi 10 principles in Brazil, in my opinion, corruption will go down and very fast. And we can discuss these 10 principles whenever you like. Oh, tell us, what are, what are the 10 oh, principles? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. First, we call this the uh, 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 10 principles of fighting corruption. We use these 10 principles to judge the effectiveness of any anti-corruption activity, whether it, uh, whether it is in, in, in a, a small company or for a government or for a country. So uh, the first principle is, and the, by the way, they are principle-based text rather than rule-based oriented stuff. 
-hmm. other words, it applies to any entity. And we have, by the way, we have standards for each principle. And they are the fundamental base, the foundation to institutionalize the prevention of corruption throughout all the entities, including the public and private sectors. We start with the prevalence of the rule of law. Second, effective and uh, effective internal control systems or term control. Third, mm -hmm. effective, effective and uh, good governance. Four, independent, uh, independent uh, judiciary, independent and effective judiciary branch of government. Five, uh, authority and accountability. Six, investment in corruption prevention. Seven, quantification of corruption exposure. Eight, certainty of punishment. Nine, no statute of limitations for any corrupt act. And ten, rewarding corruption fighters. So these Reward, can, what, is, what is the tenth one? Rewarding? Rewarding the fighters of corruption. Fighters of corruption. Okay. okay. So if you will take these ten principles and ask yourself this question, are they practiced in Brazil? If yes, give a score for each one and then you will come up with your score of corruption status. For example, if of course the, the, uh, we have a methodology to apply it, by the way, but I'm just giving you a sense of the way we go about it. Okay, but any company, any organization, public or private sector, should take these 10 principles and ask itself whether they apply, they are applied or not. And for example, let me put it this way. When I say investment in corruption prevention, well, let's look at the universities in Brazil. Do they equip their students with any anti-corruption courses? As a requisite required course, you cannot graduate without it. If the answer is yes, perfect. If, the answer, is, if the answer is no, well, you do not graduate students to support the country to fight corruption. You are providing students to the market just to do the same thing. Because, you know, this is one. Let me give another example. Does the government of Brazil require, uh, require, require the, the, the ministers or the agencies to have an anti-corruption prevention policy? There must be at each entity a corruption prevention policy. Yeah. Because, because, you know, I, let me give you an example. Assume that a staff member found that there is something suspicious about money laundering. If you don't have a corruption prevention policy, he will not be able to, do, to, to understand or to, to, to take the correct course of action to whom he is going to report such an incident. Yes, and because, by, you know, okay. because if, if it's his boss committing the, the corruption, he cannot tell his boss. He has to tell to an independence force, right? As bear the law. Generally speaking, usually go to a higher level of management or as bear the law. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And uh, Mike, I wanted to come back to, to a point here. Um, it was, I guess it's more to exploring the rationalization aspect of the, the corruption. Because uh, at you, you, I under, as I understand, uh, there, there has to be some 
rationalization that the person does, uh, taking, take I guess everybody has at some point the belief that they should do the right thing and integrity is the, is, is, is the correct way to do, uh, thing to do and that we shouldn't steal. And people have to rationalize why they're doing that in order to, 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 to commit a fraud. And um, one, 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 also a point that you said is, is on the greed, right? And I think it's, it's important for us to understand the definition of when, what you mean by greed and how is, is greed um, uh, uh, affecting the corruption. Uh, just to give you an example, for example, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos is the richest person in the world today and many people accuse him of greed because he doesn't donate the money he has to common cause or he doesn't raise the salaries of his employees. Uh, I don't know much about Jeff Bezos personally. I don't know if he commits cor corruption or not, but as I see, uh, there's, there's two different types of greed. You know, the greed of the person who, who, who has made his money and doesn't want to voluntarily donate and also the greed of steals to for private gains um, how do you see this um, this uh, di different di di this differentiation um, I, I honestly speaking you know the first time I came to or I encountered the excessive greed, these two words coupled together, it was in 2008. When the financial crisis of September 2008 happened in the US, I asked myself, why did this happen? Mm -hmm. I couldn't figure out why. And even the report was issued by the assigned uh, committee of the Congress, you know, I, it's not persuasive for me to answer why. So I came across an article from a prominent lawyer in the US and he said, I think that there was an extra greed in the market. If you look at the word greed, well, greed is a human nature that is, that exists in each one of us. But you know, what the difference between one and another is the way you can you, 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 you yeah, the way you uh, allow it to control you okay because you know you should be selfish but not you should not be excessively selfish yes okay so it is not only ethical and moral stuff it is a human nature attributes inside each one of us by the end of the day, let me put it in my own beliefs. I think, I think we are human beings. I do not know, believe it or not, you know, let me tell you one simple story that might be beneficial here in this context. Sometimes you'll find rich people who are committing corrupt acts. You do not know why, but if for me, the addiction is not for the money. The addiction here comes to the power. They are addicted to control and to control they need such power. So you and I, you know, if we are going to make the first million US dollars, okay, it will be very hard for us and usually we like to have it. But you know, after the 100 million US dollars, you know, money started to be normal. 
So I think, in my opinion, that if you would like, I will back, I'll come back to the story, but if you, if you would like to understand why people become corrupt, it's very difficult. I am one of the experts who knows how people become corrupt, but why, I do not have an answer to why. Give, let me give you the story. You know, you know Bernard Madoff? Yes. Okay. Uh, Bernard, Mad yeah, yeah. Bernard Madoff, you know, uh, he committed more than 60 billion US dollars. Um, when he, when the judge was almost about to issue the verdict, he asked him one simple question. He said, well, can you tell me how, why you make it this way? You don't need anything. Can you persuade me why did you commit fraud and corruption? I will reduce the verdict from 150 years to 75 years. He refused. You know why? Because he's going to be dead in the prison, whether he say it or not. So usually, usually we came to know why people, they committed fraud and corruption because we ask people. And I do not like, you know, if, if, you, if you know our industry worldwide, you will find that, well, someone was caught uh, to be corrupt. He went to the prison and after 10 years, he became an advocate of ethics, for example. How come mm -hmm. on? This is all working. Come on. So usually uh, we know it's very difficult because, you know, many reasons, many reasons. But if, if you ask me how to prevent corruption, yes, don't. Don't put your trust in anyone, human beings, without controls. Excessive, excessive trust creates a recipe for corruption, specifically yes. in the private business. So basically, you have to trust people to do business, by the way, at the same time. But everything mm -hmm. should be balanced. Everything should be balanced. Did I answer you? Yes, um, let me let me try to to see if I can I can draw the line here. So there 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 is a certain type of greed that um, can be let's say an ethical greed where I'm creating value to 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 my customers and I'm receiving back and I and I want to sell as much as I can to create a product without uh, lying with doing it with, with transparency. Mm -hmm. And then there's the excessive greed where I'm going to lie, I'm going to steal so that I can make money even though I, 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 I'm, not creating, I, I, I'm not creating as much value to the person that is, is on the other side. Would you say it would be something like that? Uh, uh, I almost, but I would like to just to add something else. Excessive greed, excessive greed, it is the case where one crosses the legal lines and becomes corrupt or commits okay. fraud. Greed, greedy is a human behavior that is not usually lovable by others, but it should be within the uh, boundaries of the law. When, for example, if I do not like to deal with the greedy people, but sometimes, you know, I know that that guy is a greedy, but this doesn't criminalize, criminalize him. However, if he, if he defrauded me because of his greed, Oh, come on, I'll take him to, to court. Yes. And uh, what about, so you, we talked about greed being uh, when, we, when we cross the boundaries of the law, but the law are also made by, by people, politicians who are in, in Congress and they are the ones who write the law. 
<laughs> and uh, so what about the problem when the law isn't the way it should be? Um, uh, let's go back to the basics. Uh, it's on, you know, uh, let's go back to the basics. And, uh, by the end of the day, people is the source of power and authority. Yes. And people elected their representatives on the basis of the Constitution. Now, when the Parliament or the representatives of the people design a law that is not in the benefit of the public, well, this is an exception. It happens, but uh, by the end of the day, you know, there are corrupt politicians all over the world. In each country, you have corrupt politicians. And I know countries where they designed a law for 24 hours just to defraud the people by for billions and billions of US dollars. Uh, but by the end of the day, uh, this is not the norm. And uh, people can change their politicians. And I think, and I believe, and I advocate that, without people, there will, there will never ever be any effective fight of corruption. And uh, people is the driving force to fight corruption. And I think what lacks people is the following. They do not have the anti-corruption intelligence and they are not aware about the mechanisms to fight their fight, their sacred fight, intelligently and within the boundaries of the Constitution. And that's why, you know, Corrupt people, you know, likes to like to invest in ignorance rather than uh, the knowledge and skills of the people. I hope yes. I answered this. This is a very tricky question, by the way. We don't agree to ask me this question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it came on the conversation. It's okay. It's okay. It's, okay. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So. Um... It's it's hard to to I guess it's hard to deal with with people and the like I guess where we're going to the, with this is we need more education uh, of what anti-corruption is and what the mechanisms are so that we can pressure the the political class to to pass the right laws right and then uh, so that as, comes as a culture. Um, so go, let's go to questions here that we agreed upon uh, back. It's okay, it's okay. No, no, feel, feel free to ask me any question this week, no problem. Yes, but this is an interesting question. So what about um, when the, there, there are certain um, authorities that in, in, a, in a civil society that are responsible for um, judging if a a certain act was considered corrupt or not. For example, you have the judiciary system who does it or the police who is the one who enforces it. And what 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 should we do and how how, how should we, we we manage a situation where we have a police or the judiciary system who are practicing the corruption? I do not understand the question clearly, but uh, by the end of the day, 
any government, any democracy actually, consists of three branches of government. The judiciary branch, the executive branch, and the legislative branch. Now, no, each one should be independent and should be each one branch of government uh, should be independent and monitored carefully. Monitored carefully. But by the end of the day, by the end of the day, um, things are rosy in all countries. Um, and money plays big time in politics. Yes. Um, and, uh, and, and I understand that, you know, the campaign refinancing reforms in the US still, you know, is one of the most difficult stuff there. But let me go back to the basics here in this regard and say the following. Um, we need to have proper laws to deter and punish corrupt people. And I know, I know that we have excellent, exceptional judges in your country who made headlines all over the world uh, in very well-known corrupt, corruption cases in your country. But if you don't have, if you don't have proper laws, rules and regulations that are enforced as per the rule of law, it will be an invitation for more corruption. Yes. So it's it's a it's a it's a matter of having uh, an enforcement of the rule of law, uh, which which it come comes down to. And then you you think there's a what is what is the best way of of, of having? Do you think it's do you think it's in education, the way that we we fight uh, corruption? It's a collective process. It's a collective. I mean, fighting corruption. We we have a definition. We have a definition at the ACI, the American Anti-Corruption Institute. We have a definition of fighting corruption. Let me read to you our definition, okay, for fighting corruption. Okay. Make sense? Okay. Go ahead. It is, okay. It is a process affected by those charged with governments, employees, citizens, and other stakeholders to provide a reasonable assurance that those interested with power did not abuse it for a private gain or gains. It is a holistic, multidisciplinary, encompasses all economic sectors, results-oriented and continuous process. This is what we call fighting corruption at the ACI. So, basically, uh, okay, basically, uh, it takes all the people, you know, it's a because, you know, if you would like to fight corruption in Brasilia or Brazil, sorry, corruption should not be a point of view. It should be, it, it must be, a, there must be a, a national consensus to fight corruption. If it is a point of view, well, you will be having corruption party, a political party called corruption. <laughs> but, but, but by the end of the day, let me make this crystal clear. The primary enemy of Brazil is corruption. And corruption decays morals. And corruption decays the fabric of nations. And corruption yes. dissolves countries. Believe it or not, you know, before 
before 2050, there will be many countries disappearing from the map because of corruption. I cannot give you examples because this is very, very dangerous for me to say it. Okay, but there are many countries right now they are dissolving because of corruption. And make no mistake that corruption is done by the hands of the locals, not by the not by the foreigners. Who are those locals? They are the greedy guys. And by the way, let me tell you something. Let me just emphasize this point of view. The corrupt gentlemen, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the, the big corrupt guys. They are ready to sell anything in their countries, even their nation. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what is at stake is huge and big, you know. The cheapest price of corruption is money. The highest price of corruption is what? The country, the nation. If you would like to distinguish yourself as a nation, fight corruption. Because, you know, it is the only sacred battle that you can fight with high morale. It is something that you can unite on its basis. Unfortunately, yes. unfortunately, unfortunately, Corruption is used by the foreigners in any country, by the way, as a tool to achieve political gains. And by the end of the day, you know, let me provide you with something I was waiting for you to ask me about it, which is the definition of a bribe. Bribe is, a, is an economic exchange transaction where we exchange influence and decisions for a return in terms of money, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, I bribe a CEO to buy his influence to award me a contract. And I bribe a president of a, a, president of a country. Okay, and, you know, I don't want to go into more details, but, you know, the, you can buy the influence of many. Oh, people are humans in the end of the day, right? If yeah, he's a CEO, if he's the, the person uh, who is the president, or if he's the, 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 correct, the, the cleaning correct. person on, on the bottom of the floor. The, the, and by the, the way, company. you know, I don't, I, it's on, I don't want people to say, well, oh my goodness, we have, there is no hope. As you read in the Times of Malta yesterday, I had a piece, very good piece. It's called, there is corruption, but also hope. And why do we have hope, by the way? Even in Brazil, why? Because, you know, corruption, as we go, if you look at the, at the past 10 years, corruption is exposed very big time. Every day we have big scandals. If you will just look at the Financial Times headlines, you will find wire card. I call it the cor made, corruption made in Germany. The wire cards scandal. Corruption, you know, can you imagine that a company says, I have 2 billion, 1.9 billion euros in the bank as cash, and you will go to the bank and the bank says, sorry, you don't have 1.9 billion wire card made in Germany. And by the way, if you will go back, it will go right now to Bloomberg and Financial Times or Google News, just Google it. The politicians in Germany, they are, they are really very nervous about it, even the, 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 the chancellor there. If you will go to the, the, the uh, what, what else, FinCEN files, the money laundering scandal worldwide. So what I would like to say, there is hope for you. For example, you know, right now, 
the corrupt people will not be secured if they will leave the country with billions or millions of US dollars. You know, the international law now, they can chase them. Uh, you, can, you can see uh, in Guatemala what happened. In other words, you know, over the past 10 years, uh, I, I think there are many cases brought against politicians who took money and left their country. Because by the end of the day, you know, they, they siphoned uh, their national wealth and uh, escaped to European countries. But, you know, let me be very fair here, by the way, it's... Um, Mm-hmm. Well, why, why, di- why did the European banks accepted, you know, deposits from corrupt politicians? Well, this is another question. Well, do you think that they do not know that this money is dirty money? But, you know, by the end of the day, we are human beings. We are dealing with business. If you will go back to FinCEN files, for example, why did banks allow corrupt people, you know, and they know that they are corrupt deposits? illegal money, go to the FinCEN files and read. So what I want to say is that, you know, no, corruption is exposed right now. There are many international, you have, we have the United Nations Convention Against, against Corruption. It is, the, it is a very important legal document. Mm-hmm. I think Brazil is a, a signatory for that agreement. There is hope. Right now, you are a Brazilian U.S. graduate student, uh, guy who is trying to do something good to his country. Okay, so this is this is new. This is new, and this gives us hope. I am hundred percent confident that as long as we believe that we have to maintain our country and our dignity, okay, we will fight corruption from all the corners of the community. We have to be real citizens, by the way. If we are employing our citizenship in a very ethical, patriotic manner, you know, believe it or not, corruption will escape from our country and your country and every country. As you know, you know country, corruption costs more than 5% in developed countries of the gross national product. By the way, this is on the average. In some countries, more than 15% of the GMP, sir. Ah. More than 15%. And in some countries, more than 50%. 50% of... Yes, sir. But drained in corruption? Yes, sir. More than 50%. Would you say there is a tendency that the more developed countries have less degrees of corruption or no? Not, not, not necessarily. Not necessarily. The dynamics, I mean, I mean, uh, the dynamics of corruption. I mean, let me put the question differently, Edson. Go ahead. Uh, do you think that the, the form of governance is related to the levels of corruption? In other words, if we have democracy, does it mean that there is no corruption? If, if we have autocracy, does it mean that we have corruption? No. I think there is no relationship between the form of governance and corruption. You might have kingdom, a kingdom, okay? Oh, they call it, uh, what do you call it? Uh, monarchy, blah, blah. Oh, Monarchy, autocracy, dictatorship. Uh, 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 no, 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 monarchy. But if you have a monarchy, like Spain, for example, we have more than 12 monarchies in Europe. Uh-huh. Uh, where, uh, the, 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 if you read what happened in Spain with the king of Spain, 
2014, 15, 16, etc. You are amazed, you know. Why? I mean, you go. I mean, I can I can send you, or I can send you the link. We, we wrote about this at the ACI. Why does as as bear the New York Times? Why or and the, or the Washington Post? I cannot recall. Why does the ex king of Spain accepts two million U.S. dollars from a head of state, head of Arab state, as a bribe or as a gift? Why should he accept a gift? He's a king. You know, if you are a king, would you accept a gift from me? He's a king. So how can you explain his behavior? So, um, so it's a kingdom in, in Spain, but corruption is very rife. And we have kingdom, a kingdom in Denmark, but the corruption level is very low. Um, I think by the end of the day, if you have justice, even if you have autocracy, corruption levels will be lower. But even under democracies, you know, sometimes corruption is very high. Look at India. There is corruption, and we have one of the biggest democracies, but there is corruption. So by the end of the day, I, I believe, I believe, when it gets complex like, like right now, there, uh, go back to the basics. For example, let me tell you this story. If you'll go to Norway, corruption levels are a little bit very low, correct? Good. Now, what, if, you, if, if you get sick, you go to the hospital. You don't pay any money. If you would like, you don't care about the education of your children. Mm-hmm. They will go to the university. Um, if you are unemployed, you have an employment payment that is enough for you. you will, we, and you live with dignity. Um, people do not accept to pay bribe because you not have a payer or receiver for bribes, by the way. Mm-hmm. It is against their culture. The value system is very matured. Um, the rule of law, the, the 10 principles are applied there, you know, 100% they apply it. Um, you will ask yourself this simple question, were they born like this? No. In 1800 and 1700, they were very corrupt. It took them time. In other words, you know, people are not born corrupt. People are born to free equal Okay, and seeking for justice and norm, the norm, the normal stuff, or it, it, it's very simple. It's very simple. If you have your rights and you are controlled, by the way, controlled, because, you know, without checks and balances, it's difficult. If you have your, if you have your, uh, all the rights that you expect from your government, from your society, from your community, from your company, by the way. In many cases, fraudsters said that the CEO was not fair with us. A secretary who, 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 who over a few years spent more, 100,000 US dollars, said, well, nobody asked me about my petty cash. Mm-hmm. So basically, let me tell you this. I can, I can create the best, most sophisticated, corrupt guy you can imagine. Give him unaccountable power, period. Without any punishment, period. He is above the law. He is above the law or she is above the law. He has unaccounted power. He knows that he is above the law. What do you have? 
monster, not a human being. And by the way, we have monsters everywhere and all the time. Yes. Yes, uh, but there is hope, as you said. And of course there is hope. Of course there is hope. And that's why we are talking about this stuff. And that's, that's what makes us uh, uh, incentivized to, to uh, pursue uh, the, the remedies for, for everything we talked about, which also includes educating people about the, how, how to fight corruption, right? And this podcast is very helpful for everybody out there who wants to understand more about the corruption topic. And sure. so, uh, Mike, uh, it was yeah. a very good conversation until now, um, and we we got a lot out of it. Would you have any any concluding remarks uh, and something you feel that we should have talked about? I think it, it it's a good start. It's a good start to lay down the foundation for more discussions, more openness, uh, no taboos uh, about this topic. And it's a good start to engage the community, the academia, the public sector, the decision makers, the uh, parliament uh, members, for example, the judiciary branch of government. It's, it's by the way, uh, it's, it's the time, it's the time to engage all the stakeholders in Brazil to fight corruption, but within the frame, under the law, and under the Constitution. This is a battle that people should unite for it. But it should not be a point of view. It should be crystal clear. If we disagree on the enemy of the nation, we are not going to win any battle. And the enemy is what? Corruption. Yes. Well, Mike. Thank you very much for your the conversation. It was an honor having you here, talking to us. It's my honor, sir. It's my, thank you, Edson. I wish you all the best and good luck. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Profit Talks. Now, do you have any comments or other business-related question? If so, please send us, and we'll be glad to explore it in future episodes. Also, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. We are on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and many others.